Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 101. Let me send you a multicolored masterpiece. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Makalana. Did I say it right? Makalana. Makalana, ah, Makalana, as my guest on the show. I, I knew I was going to mess it up the first try. Makalana is my guest, and she's calling from Tennessee, and she's calling from in the woods. So this is like my first time having an outdoors person calling from indoors or vice versa. So this is very exciting. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So uh, we're going to try the best to have this wonderful conversation. The, the connection isn't the best, but you know what? The stories will be wonderful. So before we jump into the topic of today, who is Makalana? Makalana is an Irish writer who discovered a passion for writing and create, creating envelopes, mostly, when asked to create an envelope for a dying relative, when she found out how much that relative enjoyed the painting and the envelope. She even pinned it up in the nursing home. It, she just created more. It's just, and it's been about 10 years now. Wow. That's, and I'm, I'm sure you're so creative about every envelope you create. I really want to dive into that. And, but before we do that, do you have any social media links or websites or projects that you'd love to share with the listeners? Um, you can find me at Norian Girl on Twitter and Makulina underscore Kaylee on Instagram. And I post a lot of my envelopes on Instagram. Perfect. I'll put that in the description below so people can come follow, show some support, show some love, and maybe even get some cool inspiration from your creations. That would be so wonderful. I wish a lot of people did these. It's so much fun and it's so wonderful to share them with others. And you know what? It's a lot more fun these days to receive an envelope than receiving an email. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> In the past, like let's say 20 years ago, it was more fun getting an email because it was new, fresh. And now yeah, people don't get envelopes as much anymore. So when you do get one that's like very cool and painted and custom made, you're like, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> that's the reaction a lot of my older friends. I was 10 years old 20 years ago, but my older friends are like, wow, this is so cool. Actually, speaking of which, do you take a picture of your creations after you uh, finish them? Or do you just say, I painted it, I sent it, and now it's out in the world? Most of the time, I'm like that. I paint it, I send it, it's out in the world. I usually have forgotten about it. And then a friend that received it will be like, oh, I love it. They'll post it on Facebook, on their accounts and tag me. And I will have forgotten so much about it that I'm like, what? Because I paint <laughs> I don't paint every day. I'll have spells where I paint about 15 to 20 envelopes in two days. And so I don't really think about each individual envelope until I think know someone who needs a card or an envelope. And I'll go through my big stack and find which one speaks to me. And so it's really fun that way because I get surprised myself when they say thank you. I've been trying on the request of my mum to post some on Instagram because she doesn't like that I give them away. She, she's never gotten a single one. Oh, she's no. like, I never get them. I'm your mother. I never get them. Watch your mother listen to this podcast episode. It's like, see, see, I still don't get them even after this one came out. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's always like, wait, I didn't get that one. I didn't see that one. You have to say them to me. I was like, no. You know what you need? You need like a live stream camera on top of your head. So when you're painting, your mom could watch you create the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Don't give her any ideas. Oh, yes, yes, sorry. 
Don't do that. Don't do live stream. Not no. Don't do that. <laughs> no, she'll go get one of those like things that the YouTubers use. I don't remember what it's called, but she'll go get one of those. <laughs> oh, we're giving too many good ideas or bad ideas. It depends on who you ask, right? Bad idea. <laughs> bad ideas. Yes, yes. And uh, so you paint the outside of the envelope. Did you ever write letters inside or you just send the envelope? And if you do write letters inside, do you paint a little bit the letter? I paint the letters inside. You, it used to be that I would just paint the envelopes because Hallmark had this wonderful paper that could take watercolors. But now I found through um, the store Hobby Lobby some watercolor paper. And no, they're not paying me. Yeah, I, they have a brand that I really love. And so I can decorate now both the cards and the envelopes. Though I have been guilty of just sending the envelope. And with nothing inside. And when they open it up. Nothing inside. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's that you took the time to create something and I'm sure they greatly appreciated it. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know what? I, appre I appreciate the effort you do. Because <laughs> she was like, I think something's missing. <laughs> it's like, oh, they lost the letter in the envelope. <laughs> yes. So we talked about the actual painting aspect of the envelope, but I'm sure everybody now is super curious of what do you paint on the envelopes? Like, what is your style? What are your, your type of creations? I go through all kinds of creations. Last summer, um, I was homebound, recovering from an injury. So I got into pointillism because I, you know, pretty much couldn't go and do a lot of activity. I'm very active, you know, hiking in the woods kind of thing. And I have gotten, I've done stencils, I've done free drawing, landscapes. It's just whatever hits, whatever I'm inspired to do. And I'll do different types throughout one session of painting. All right. And so you say when you start to get into the zone to start this new sen uh, session, what inspires you to just start creating? Is it like something you see in the woods or like just a memory, like a dream you had late at night? Like, whoa, I'm going to start this right You're now. You're going to laugh. <laughs> You're going to laugh because she was out before I was pretty much born. But there's an artist from the 80s called Belinda Carleo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. And whenever I hear her music, I just see images and I paint that is so awesome. My family knows that if they hear Belinda, it's like, okay, she's painting. Don't leave her. Don't bother. She's in the zone. Back off, everybody. Back off. It's the only time I listen to Belinda's music is when I'm painting. It's just like, okay. And I'll go through, like, my late sister has, like, all of her CDs. And I think I'll go through three or four of them in one session. All right. Now, here's an actual tough question. Have you ever sent her an envelope, one of your creations, and like a letter saying, I paint to your music. I don't know how to. <laughs> I mean, I've told her on um, Twitter, but I and I follow her on Twitter, but I don't like know an actual physical address, like a fan address to send her. But that would be like really cool for her to know. Well, if she's listening to this podcast, you know, uh, <laughs> one of your biggest fans is right here and she makes creation <laughs> out of your creation. So show some love for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. She'd be like, what? That would be kind of confusing if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, she would be listening to this random podcast, but hey, you know what? Maybe she's picking up a new hobby. You never know. You never know. <laughs> and maybe she'll start painting her own envelopes based off of your envelopes. Boom. Plot twist. And that would be 
That would be like wicked. <laughs> that would be like wicked, Kyle. And uh, so talking about the colors themselves, I'm sure you have a very vivid imagination. What's your thought process when it comes to selecting those colors? Um, it depends on the song. <laughs> oh, okay. And yeah, if it's a ballad, it's pastels seem to come out soft tones. The faster songs get the bright, bold primary colors, um, a lot more action in the painting. Yeah, it really just depends on the song. And I always put the CDs on because I do old school, I do, you know, the old CDs. And I always put them on random, so I have no idea which one of the songs is going to pop up. And I just kind of let I listen to like the first two or three lines, maybe even the first verse. And then all of a sudden it just comes and I start painting. Oh, that's so cool. So you have like all these vivid notes in your head. It's like, okay, well, this song does deserve this color. And has it always been like that? Or is this something, a skill you developed later on? It's just kind of happened. I started listening to Belinda's music when I was trying to do that first painting because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll just put this in the background and maybe something will happen. And now I literally cannot paint without listening to her music. That is so cool. I, I love that. And because I, I, I create music as well, so I really do get inspired. And I love how you get inspired to paint while listening to music. And when I create my music, I have a vivid image in my head that has a story. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. we share the same mindset. Right. <laughs> and uh, so for you, what is your preferred time of day to make these projects? Um, about this time of day. You know, it's evening, everything kind of feels slowed down. It's not time to go to bed yet because it's um, about 6.30 where I am. You know, it's not quite supper time. It's not quite time to really put everything away, but you're not doing the big rush of the regular day. It's just kind of a relaxing time, at least in my world. You know what? It's the painting time. It is a time set aside strictly for it's painting. It's the painting time. Yes. <laughs> yes. From 4.30 till about dinner time or supper time, whatever you call it, at about 8. That's like the painting time. Have you ever painted while eating, like just on the side, like take a few bites and then go back to painting? Or you set a strict time just for painting oh, and do yeah, nothing else? Yeah. When, yeah. when I started this 10 years ago, I would literally have, I would never put my food with my paints because I never want paint in the food or food in the paints. But I would literally take a bite, run, paint something, take a bite, run, paint something. And it got so frustrating because I would lose the song would out, would be over. I'd lose the inspiration. And it's just, yeah. So I try to have a snack right before I paint. So that doesn't happen. And usually how long does it take you to complete one envelope? Um, it depends on the um, detail that I put in it. Anywhere from five to five, anywhere from five minutes to an hour and a half. Just depends on the level of detail. And I often, sometimes it takes a couple of days because I'll paint one scene and then I'll be like, no, I want to change this. So I'll go over it with Sharpies and add details. And it never really stays the same painting until I'm ready to send it. And do you tend to always paint on the same type of envelopes or do you like, to, let's say, try painting on bigger envelopes or very tiny, tiny envelopes? I don't know if that exists, but, you know, very different size or different shapes. I use the same brand, but... 
I do try different sizes and mostly what changes are different brushes. I like trying different types of brushes. And when it comes to the envelopes themselves, do you like trying different sized envelopes or do you always like using the same size? I'm pretty much the same size, just like your standard, what you'd expect from like a birthday card size, just, you know, standard greeting card. And now we're going to push into the field of more experimental and trying something new. Have you ever tried a new technique that is usually outside of your comfort zone? Let's say using glow-in-the-dark paint or bumpy paint. I don't know if that exists, but different types of paint. <laughs> Not yet. I want to try using... There's t um, cards you can get for like oil and paints. And I want to try that, but I don't know if it would blend well. The thing I like about watercolors is they blend and you can make a lot of, you know, ocean and sunset scenes pretty well. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, you got time. It's uh, time for your hobby. You, you could try something new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, everybody's just staying in, staying in <laughs> and just having this wonderful conversation like you and I are having right now. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I would imagine by now you don't make many mistakes, but when you do make mistakes when you're creating these envelopes, do you discard it or do you paint over it or do you work with the mistake you made i try to work with the mistake and then if i can't work with it i discard it sometimes i keep it because it was an idea and i hope that i can find that idea again but most of the time if i can't work with the mistake i'll discard the envelope has it ever happened that you, let's say you did a mistake or you worked on a project, put it aside and come back to it, I don't know, maybe weeks or months or even years later? Um, I have done that, but I couldn't get the um, inspiration back and it ended up being where I saw it and I was like, oh, that's totally different than how I started, but it'll work. So sometimes that works. Just putting them aside for a while. Yeah, that wouldn't work too well with this podcast. Like in the middle of the conversation, it's like, all right, I'm going to just put a pause and we'll come back to it in a month and continue the conversation. It works yeah. a lot better <laughs> to just have the conversation flow all the way through. And like we're having right now. Exactly. <laughs> this might be a really tough question, but what would you say is the best part about painting envelopes on a personal and emotional level? I, I'd like to do it because I like the feeling of how it's going to affect those who see it, not just the recipients, but those who handle it in the post office. And it might just catch someone's eye and make them smile. You know what? It's it, I bet you it makes their day. They just see it and they just light up like, whoa, this is completely different I hope from... So. I hope that's what they see and that it just makes them light up. I imagine if they actually take pictures of them as well and they, they add to their collections like, oh, this is the, uh, the, the envelope from this stranger. Oh, cool. I'm going to add it to my collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably think I send them to pretty much the same people. So the same postmasters or mistresses probably see them. So maybe they do. That would be kind of fun if they did. And you know what? Like I said, they're adding it to their collection and maybe they make like a, a mosaic out of it. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that would be really cool. <laughs> Imagine they have it on Facebook just somewhere. The mystery envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a really tough question again. I'm hitting you with the hard questions. But what would you say was your favorite envelope you've ever painted? The first one was my favorite because it got everything started. Do you still have it? No. 
Um, I don't know what happened to it after my great aunt died. I'm sure it's in a shea box at my aunt and uncle's, at her children's house somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, and then it might make its way back to you. You never know, right? I never, never know. Stranger things have happened. And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started painting envelopes? Um, finding the kind of envelopes that would take the watercolor paint. They wouldn't seep it too much and ruin the envelope. And like I said earlier, Hallmark brands um, did it the best until I found actual watercolor paper. Because it, when I started, I didn't know there was such a thing as watercolor paper. But that took some hit and miss for a while. And I'm guessing the more you did it, the more you learned. And you're like, you know what? This is what I should be looking for. This is not what I should be looking for. So Exactly. Now you have all this experience underneath your belt and you're ready to go. You could probably teach people. Have you actually ever taught anybody uh, how to paint envelopes? My youngest niece. I have six nieces. I've taught her. She wasn't really that interested. But my two youngest cousins, they both were very interested for about two or three years. They really enjoyed painting envelopes. But they're now both in college and they're like, nah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? They might come back to it. It's You pick up a hobby sometimes. They might. Yeah. When you're a kid, you might pick up a hobby and then you come back to it like, like wow, I really did enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. And now talking about your past challenges and moving on to the present, what are your current challenges when it comes to painting envelopes? Right now, it is COVID-19 because I can't go get more paper. I tried getting some on Amazon and they don't, they were not shipping, at least to where I live, anything that wasn't considered essential. You know what? I could see you if you're in desperate, I wouldn't say desperate need, but if let's say you were in need of painting on something you want to send, I could see you just painting on a shirt and turning it into an envelope and send it to somebody. That'd be pretty cool. That would be very cool. <laughs> hmm, I wonder if my dad has any old shirts. <laughs> that'd be really cool. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, you could even sell those and then, oh, I'm, I'm thinking way into the future, but you can even just send it to everybody. It's like, wait a second, this is not, this is not the regular envelopes you usually get. <laughs> this is a t-shirt. This is a full-on yeah. suit. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> Now, on a different path, uh, has painting envelopes ever stressed you out? Only when I've started trying a new form of painting, like pointillism or using stencils for the first time something when it's i'm doing something like that for the first time it's a bit stressful so i'll sometimes put it aside and just listen to the music and then after a song or two i'm like okay i can pick it back up <laughs> it's like all right i'm back in it just take a step back go back in. it's like you're doing a little dance going back and forth with it yes totally Totally. Oh, one of my favorite fast songs will come on, like Runaway Horses or something like that. And I'll just dance a bit and then I'm like, okay, I can do this. I could just imagine you dancing while painting, like jump in, do a little brush stroke and jump back and do a little <laughs> twist and jump, jump, jump. <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, now we're all happy, but I'm going to go to a darker side of all this. What are some misconceptions about people who paint envelopes? That it's juvenile, um, that it's that hand, mostly it's misconceptions with handmade gifts that you don't take as much time or thought in it as you do if you buy somebody something. But I think it takes more time and more thought to paint somebody something than to just buy them a card. You know, it's, that's really the biggest misconception. 
and yeah, you put a lot of passion into it and it's not easy. It's definitely not. It's, and it's, it takes a lot of creative strain or creative power to do it. And you have it down to a science or to an, you have it down to an art. <laughs> Let's go like that. To an art. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, what has painting envelopes taught you in life? Be patient and it's okay if it doesn't turn out the way you expect it because sometimes it turns out better. It's a beautiful accident in a way, right? Sometimes? Yes, yes. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it can be a beautiful accident. Yeah, well, you know what? And when it comes to art, anything can be beautiful and anything can be accidental. Like, let's say you dance so much that you spill the uh, jar of paint onto the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has that ever happened? The cat's knocked it over. Ah. <laughs> the cat's, yeah, the cat likes to jump on the art table and it's like, I have to make sure the cat's not in the house because he's very curious and he'll jump up on the art table and knock things over. Now, this is a really stupid, and I mean really stupid question, but has it ever happened that the cat stepped in paint and then stepped on the envelope? More than once. <laughs> and did I you, have pictures. <laughs> did you keep it? Did you keep that envelope? Or like, did you no, send it? No, <laughs> I mentioned that to my mom because I <laughs> sent it and she was so mad. <laughs> mad at you or mad at the cat? Both. Because <laughs> it was at her house, so the paint was like on her carpet. Just say, you know what you tell your mom? Now it's a designer carpet. It's a designer carpet. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth millions now because it's... Yes. <laughs> and uh, so do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? I want to present it to the world. I would love for painted envelopes to become normal in the mail. I think it'd be great fun if that was like, oh. They're doing it too. They're doing it. They're doing it. You know what it makes me think of? It really makes me think of like combining envelopes with postcards. Because you know how postcards yes. always have like the designs in the back, but envelopes are bigger usually. So it's kind of like, I, I I would love to see that in the mail one day. If it's like just an envelope comes here and like, oh, there's nothing inside. Oh, wait, it's a death threat. That's not good. Okay. But I love the envelope. It's creative. <laughs> Yes, and as a side note, the back of the envelope's easier to paint because you don't have to worry about the address. That's something I learned is you don't have to worry about the paint messing up the address or vice versa. So have you ever painted the address? Um, I tried once, but I didn't have a good brush. That you have to have a very fine brush to make it small enough. My, I tried it a couple of times, but it wasn't, it didn't work well enough to be mailed. I had to do it over. But once again, you have this all down to an art. And speaking <laughs> about being an artist and being creative and just sharing it with the world, I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again now. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects that you'd love to share so people can come show some love and support? Um, You can find me, um, my Twitter handle is at NorianGirl, N-O-R. Oh, gosh. G-I-A-N-G-I-R-L. <laughs> I almost forgot how to spell it. <laughs> and then on Instagram, it's Macolina underscore Bailey. And those are the two that have the most of my um, pictures. I do have a Facebook page, but it's mostly dedicated to my rating. It doesn't really have a lot of my art on it. Well, you know what? I will share those links that you share with me so people can come check it out, show some love and... Just, you know, we're in a time and age where sharing is caring and sending an envelope is literally the point of sharing. That's what envelopes do. You share it with somebody. So I'm going to do my part and share your story and your art. Thank you. 
Now for the last question, I gotta pump myself up this one. Do you have any questions for me about painting envelopes? Um, where would you like me to send yours? Oh, well, I'd actually like it to send to my address and I, ooh, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, in these these days, yeah, having an envelope sent directly here, that'd be cool. And it'd be custom made and not share it with the world. We'll talk about the details of addresses later because I don't want everybody to know my yeah. address. <laughs> yeah, just start with the wilds. Yeah, yeah. So I live at 123 The Street in Address The World. <laughs> right. In Anytown, USA. I think that's what they always use in ads. It's like Anytown, USA or something. Yeah, yeah. Anytown, like USA. That. But I don't live in the USA. I live in Canada. So Anytown, Canada. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, McCullina, for just coming on. Did I get your name right? McCullina, yes. Yeah, yeah okay, McCullina. I got it right. Yay, didn't butcher it. Good. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for coming on and just sharing your passion with the world. I greatly appreciate it. The connection was a little iffy, but I think we got the most of it. And you know what? I'm going to post this episode because it's worth sharing. Oh, thank you. Now, if you guys want to learn more about McCullina, you can go check her out in the links I'll send below and just show some love, some support. If you'd like to be on this podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And also, if you like the podcast and you want to leave a review, hey, I'm always open to reviews. And um, I'm also selling merchandise if you're interested in buying that. And I have a Patreon. If you want to support this podcast and see it grow, then yeah, just consider becoming a Patreon if you want to. But uh, if you want to learn about a new hobby, there's many, many episodes to listen to. You know, we're at 101. 101 Dalmatians. Nope, 101 Hobbies. So once again, thank you so much, McCullina. Thank you. It was great fun talking with you. It was a wonderful time. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. Bye.